You are listening to the sermon podcast of International Lutheran Church in Seoul, South Korea. I'm Pastor Chuck Hoffman. A couple of days ago, Jean and I were taking Annalise and Elsie to the nearby neighborhood park. It's uh, just around the corner here. Uh, There are some alleys uh, back there behind the uh, BMW dealership. And so uh, we like to go there. Elsie calls the place Wee uh, because there's some slides there and that's what she calls the slides. So when she wants to go to the park, she says Wee, Wee, Wee. And then we know that's where she wants to go. So. Wednesday or Thursday, we were uh, going down the alley there on our way. And as we were getting close, I noticed right in front of us a large van. Uh, It was all black and it was very large, almost like a small bus. And it was kind of stuck in these alleys. It had started to make a left turn, but that was a one-way street, so that was a bad idea. Now a car was coming down that road. And so this van was trying to get out of the way. He was backing up and then crunch. There was the sound of the van hitting a parked car that was just to the side of the road. The driver of this van uh, jumped out of the van and he ran back to see. And his eyes confirmed what his ears had told him. There was a Mercedes-Benz that he had hit, a small black sedan. The owner of the Benz was actually right there. The trunk was open and he was loading something into the car at the time that this large van just backed into the front. The whole front left headlight was now caved in and there was plastic on the pavement. That guy was not happy. So this whole thing happened uh, right in front of us as we were walking toward the park and I was holding Elsie in one hand and, and uh, I wasn't more than 10 feet away and I approached and I kind of loudly started to tell Jean whose fault I thought it was. I said, you know, Gene, it's not entirely the van's fault here. Uh, the guy parked his car, it's half sticking into the road. Later on, when we left the park to come back, I kind of walked up to the car, it was still there, and I inspected the damage a little bit, kind of like I was the insurance adjuster or something like that. Now looking back, I think my behavior is a little bit bizarre. I mean, we all do those things. We all kind of pass judgment. We all look at a curiosity at a car accident, at the scene. But usually we do so in a very anonymous way. Uh, Usually we kind of pass our judgments from the privacy and the safety of our own car. Uh, No one else can hear our voice. But on this uh, this day, for some reason, I I just didn't care. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm a foreigner. And I think no one understands English or something, so I can just walk around saying whatever I want. 
But I know that's not true. A lot of people understand English. Sometimes the world around me feels like it's a stage play and I'm not in the play. So I can kind of walk around just thinking whatever I want. Like I'm an invisible observer. No one can see me. As a result, I feel kind of emboldened to say whatever I want. As if no one can hear me. But now that I look back, I think that was a little bit cavalier. Thankfully, the stakes were not very high. It's just a little fender bender. It didn't really matter. The stakes were a little bit higher on that day, on Good Friday. And I noticed kind of a similar attitude at the scene around the cross. Everybody had an opinion about this spectacle they were witnessing. Everyone had a judgment to pass on that man who was hanging up on the cross. Everyone in the scene was walking around like some kind of big shot. Uh, After all, they didn't care if Jesus heard what they had to say about him, because any snide remarks or anything like that, because he's up there and he's not coming down. There's nothing he can do about it. Everyone was acting like they were just an observer. Everyone was walking around like they were someone on the outside and they had the right to decide what this in front of them all meant. But what they didn't realize was that they were on the stage also. What they did not understand was that they were characters in this play as well. And that's what needs to happen with each and every one of us when it comes to this day. We need to realize that we are on the stage too. Now, I'm not going to say to you who you are in this play. I'm not going to say you are the crowds or you are the Roman soldier or you are the repentant thief on the cross or you are the unrepentant thief. Or you are the authorities. I won't say which one I am or which one you are because we are a little bit of all of them. Sometimes we are one, sometimes we are the other. But we are always on this stage. Sometimes we are Mary, Jesus' mother. We can all identify with the anguish of seeing a loved one suffer, seeing a loved one be rejected and endure pain. Uh, Now that I'm a father, uh, my twin daughters are almost two years old. Every single day, maybe I'm a pessimist, but every day I look at them and I think they're gonna get older and they're gonna go to school and someone's gonna make fun of them and they're gonna cry. I don't know why, but I think about that all the time. And it breaks my heart. It kills me. Because I know sooner or later it's going to happen. And that's nothing when compared with what Mary witnessed on that day. Seeing her firstborn son in that position. Sometimes we are the soldier who moves from just following orders, everything is normal, to recognizing God is there in the flesh, 
making a statement of faith. Sometimes we are the crowds filled with judgment and condemnation, ready with a snide remark, totally not understanding what we are saying. Sometimes we are the disciples, believing, grieving, but afraid and keeping our distance from the Lord. Sometimes we are the thief that defends Jesus, and sometimes we are like those who revile God. We are, in every way, a part of that scene, because we are sinful human beings, just like every person that was there, except for one. And what we have to understand is that what happened on that day and what happened three days later is the most important thing that ever happened in human history. And it's not even close. Nothing more important happened before or has happened since. And this is why every single person must place themselves at that scene on that stage and figure out what they believe about it, where they fit in, and what it means. Here's what it means to me. I am weak, so he became weak for me. I am a sinner, so he became sin for me. I hate others sometimes, so he endured hatred for me. I'm so worried that I will be rejected, so he was rejected for me. I don't want to die, so he died for me. For those of us who have dealt with death, For those who have buried loved ones, one thing that strikes you to the core is the finality of it. Death is unlike anything else in that it is utterly and totally irrevocable. It is final. You can't fix it. You cannot reconcile some point down the road. You cannot hope for a better tomorrow. Death is final. That's it. At least normally. As we know, and as we will celebrate on Sunday, death could not contain this man, Jesus. Death had no power, no dominion over him. So this is not the end of the story. You will find out more on Sunday. We will celebrate together on Sunday. And we will place ourselves at that scene as well. The scene of the empty tomb. The scene of the three women discovering that he is not there. He is risen. Amen. Amen.